Welcome to Design Your Life and Business, the podcast for leaders by Bright Mind Consulting Group. We give you the necessary tools to help you become the architect of not just your business, but your life too. I'm your host, Javon Wooden. Hey, Hannah, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for joining us on Design Your Life and Business, the podcast for leaders. We're going to hop right into it, Hannah, if that's okay with you. Yeah, let's dive in. All right, let's go. So who is Hannah Acosta? That's a great question. I think everyone's trying to figure out who exactly they are, right? (laughs) First and foremost, I am a wife. I am a soon-to-be mother. My husband and I are expecting our first child here in a couple of weeks. So (laughs) very excited and very nerve-wracking for that. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm also a marketer and a follower of Jesus, and I just love helping people, but especially entrepreneurs and business owners as they navigate the ever-changing landscape of digital marketing and helping them find ways to turn those likes and those shares and those comments and those views into actual revenue in their business. That is what I'm all about at the end of the day. (laughs) Absolutely. That's what we are here to talk about today. I really want to drill down on social media marketing strategy specifically. I know there's tons of platforms and it seems like another one is popping up every day. So we're going to cover whatever you want to cover. We're just going to get into it. And the first thing I want to talk about is, you know, what are some recommendations for creating a social media strategy? Yeah. A lot of people think that strategy is actually tactics. They're like, oh, our strategy is we're going to be on Facebook or we're going to be on Instagram or we're going to be on TikTok. When in reality, those are just tactics that are a part of a bigger plan and a bigger strategy, right? Those are just tools that we can use as a part of our strategy. True strategy comes from determining why or how you're going to show up on these certain platforms and what is it that you're going to prepare for those platforms. So the first thing that I talk to all of my clients about when it comes to developing their social media strategy is who exactly are you trying to reach? Because like you said, there are so many different platforms out there and it can be really overwhelming. My favorite is when I go to a company and I see that they're on like literally every single platform, like they still have a MySpace or something crazy like that, right? And it's like, "Mm, but who are your people? Who are you actually trying to reach? And where do those people hang out? And there are tons of different organizations that collect data on, hey, this target audience or this demographic is actually spending their time here. Or, hey, did you know that the largest growing demographic on Facebook is actually females between the ages of 45 and 50? If those are your people, then that's where you need to be hanging out. And so being really intentional about what platforms you're going to show up on is important. And you determine that by figuring out who your ideal customer avatar is. So that's a worksheet that I go through with every single one of my clients. And it forces them to really hone in on who they're trying to reach. Because sometimes I sit down with people and they're like, our target audience is anyone 18 to 65 years old. And I'm like, okay, no, your product or service ain't just for anybody and everybody, okay? It is for a specific somebody. And so my goal is to help them figure out who that person is. And figuring out who that person is really has a lot to do with 
like some psychology. It's not just they're 25 to 35 years old and they're a female and they work in this certain field or they have this certain type of job or they're a mom. All of those I feel like are given, right? We need to know those things about our target audience so that we can write copy that's compelling to them and we can create graphics that are actually going to get them to stop scrolling mindlessly on Facebook or Twitter, Instagram, right? But the other part of it is what challenges is this person facing in their day-to-day life? What possible solutions does my product or service offer? Thinking about it in those terms really helps us get into the mind of the customer, right? Because I can talk all day about why our company, Ugly Mug Marketing, is the best marketing company, but I have to really understand what entrepreneurs and small business owners, small, medium-sized business owners, like what do they need? What kinds of solutions are they looking for? And then I need to be able to speak to that. So starting with that customer avatar sheet, then looking at the data and saying, all right, If my target audience is females between the ages of 45 to 55 years old, maybe I don't need to be on TikTok or maybe I do need to be on TikTok. Let's look at the data and see what it says. Maybe I need to be on Instagram more than I am on Facebook or vice versa. These are the components of building out that strategy. Then we say, all right, now I've determined what platforms I want to be on and I want to build content that actually speaks to those individuals, right? So are these people looking more at video? Are they looking more at still images? Do they like scrolling through a carousel on Instagram of a bunch of different photos or do they prefer to watch a reel? These are all things that we have to consider when, again, we're building out that full strategy and plan on social media. And that was a mouthful. No, that's exactly what we're looking for. You know, here we don't do fluff. So we want the strategies and the tactics for sure. So thank you for that, Hannah. That's a great start. And one of the things I like to do when it comes to developing content, I do what we call the five by five by five content strategy. So I have my content pillar, then find five like key structures around that. And then I do five things under that. And that's helped me like generate unlimited content. Yeah. So that's one of the things, tip for the listeners. You mentioned a couple of things on there about, you know, not getting so focused on just the marketing piece, but you took a step back there and you mentioned finding out who you're truly serving, right? I know a lot of listeners are saying, oh, we know who we serve. We've been in business for 20 years. So tell us about that. Like what's some examples of, you know, some very established organizations who really didn't know who they were serving and how did that impact? Yes. So we work with a company called Glaston, et cetera. They are located in Alexandria, Louisiana. Robert has been in business for gosh, probably 35 years now. They do window tint, truck accessories, or build custom work trucks for companies who need fleets for electrical companies and businesses like that. They do lift kits, wheels, tires, all like literally they take the et cetera of their name very seriously. (laughs) And Robert was one of those clients who, when we first started working together, he was like 18 to 65. He's like, Hannah, maybe even 15 because these kids are getting their first car and then they're coming in here and they want to soup it up and they want to get new wheels and tires. And I'm like, Lord have mercy. I'm like, Robert, (laughs) I'm like, no, who is actually picking up the phone? and calling your business and scheduling appointments. Who are those people? And who are the people that are coming into the shop and actually want to look around at the different trailer hitch options, or they want to see the different 
they don't know what color level of tint that they need on their windows. They actually want to see and look at the different samples that y'all have available. Or they just bought a new camper or they just bought a boat and they have no idea what kind of hitch they need in order to be able to tow either of those things. They want to talk to an expert. I want to know, so I force them <laughs> to kind of study over the course of a week when we first started working together, who are the people that were calling? How old do you think they were? Was it typically more males versus females that were calling? Who was actually dropping the vehicle off to receive the service or, you know, get the accessories added to their vehicle? And then who was walking around in the shop floor area? Because the reality is those might be some different people or there might be a trend. And so we wanted to know that on just any given week, what does that look like for them? And so from there, we kind of built out some different avatars because my goal is never to say, okay, you only have one avatar and that's the only person we're going to be targeting because the reality with their business too, I mean, work trucks are very different from someone who's coming in and getting like a lift kit and big tires and trying to go mudding on the weekends, right? <laughs> Very different people. So it's like we had to figure out, all right, who are these different people that are shopping with y'all? Like there are going to be some outliers who are coming in for random things that, you know, they may not be the target person that's going to come in over and over again. So we determined kind of like three key avatars, like this kind of younger truck owner wants to soup up their ride, wants to be ready for tailgate season and hunting season and, and that person, right? The outlander kind of person. Then we wanted to also target people who own businesses and who need fleet vehicles and accounts. And those are people who are not really coming into the shop floor. Those people are just calling and wanting a quote for to drop off 10 new trucks that need tent decals on the side, you know, toolboxes on the back, fuel tanks, they need a CM work truck bed, <laughs> you know, to put on the back of it, all of these different things. Okay, cool. That's another avatar, you know, and then we've got another avatar that's more, they're coming in during tax season, usually when they're getting their refunds and they're looking to buy maybe audio or splurge on new rims or making a more like a larger purchase during a certain season. So we've got these different avatars and Robert was like, oh, I guess there is a trend <laughs> with when these people are coming in and what they're looking for and what the typical ages of those people are looking for. Because I'm like, Robert, a 15-year-old kid who just is getting their first car and getting ready to start driving at 16, they don't have the financial resources, right, to be a repeat customer or to really make that investment. And so we want to more so target people, especially in that you know, souped up truck, uh, new wheels and tires and lift kits, target audience. We said, okay, that person is usually around the age of like 30 to 40. Like over 40, we're probably trying to like lower the truck, <laughs> right? We're not trying to lift the truck and make it. Like trying to make yeah, it easy, yeah. right? We're to trying to like put some steps on there, not make it taller. So I'm like, okay, 30 to, to 40 years old. Okay, now the people for the fleet truck accounts, those people are actually typically 45 to 55 years old. The fleet managers for these different companies, that's typically the age range and that's who we need to be reaching out to there. And then our last audience might be a little bit more broad. It might be 25 to 45, but those people that are coming in typically more during tax season and looking for more of those higher ticket 
items, that kind of like one-time investment of that sound system or whatever it may be. And then we've also got really technically a fourth avatar that is strictly window tint. They bought a new car. They bought a used car. Because they're located in Louisiana, y'all, it gets hot. And if you do not have tinted windows, you will be sorry. (laughs) And so- Absolutely. Same in Texas. Yes. So we've got to have those people covered too. And so that's just an example of kind of breaking down who those different people are, determining what those products or services are that they are most interested in so that we can speak directly to them. And when it comes to running paid advertisement on Facebook and Instagram, we can determine, or even LinkedIn, especially for those fleet accounts, we can determine what platform do we need to be on for each avatar? What type of content do we need to, what kind of photos do we need to use for that age range or for that demographic too? Like this like 55 and up age range, they probably don't care about this guy who just got like a new lighting kit and lift kit and all that stuff on his new truck. Maybe they want to see like hitches that are available because they just bought an RV and they're retiring soon and (laughs) taking their family on a cross country road trip, you know? So it just helps us to be able better identify what types of content for who and what platforms we need to be on. Awesome. And so thanks for giving us those examples. So, you know, say our listeners, they're like, okay, I got it. Got my avatars, got it lined up, right? I know exactly what messaging they need. So what should they be doing once they get on those platforms? That's a great question. People get so wound up, right? They're like, so-and-so down the street is posting 10 times a day. And then this other person said, I need to be posting three times a day. And at these specific times and it's overwhelming and it's hard to keep up with. And especially for those of us who are solopreneurs and might be doing this on our own initially or have a small but mighty team, we can't be everywhere at all times. And so when we get on these platforms, it's important for us to set a goal. And it's okay if our big picture goal by the end of the year is to be posting once a day or to be posting twice a day. But for now, what's realistic is for us to be posting twice a week. That's perfectly fine. We need to set our goal so that we can manage our own expectations and not be too hard on ourselves or too hard on our team. But we want to be consistent for our followers, right? We don't want them to see that our last post was from September of 2017. Okay. We need to regularly be showing up for them. So typically where I start with my consulting clients is I say, what, like, what's feasible? Like, Truly what's realistic. If we're building out content based on photos that you have or photos that you can have taken or whatever, like what's feasible? Two times a week, great. What are your two days a week going to be? If we say Monday and Wednesday based on the data and when Facebook or Instagram says my users are most active, And you can easily see this information in the insights and data tabs on almost any of these platforms. But I'll specifically talk about Instagram because I just like the view on there the best. Um, When you're on the app and go and look at those insights when you have that business profile, it'll tell you, hey, you know, Mondays and Wednesdays. Yep. That's when your followers are most active. And you can see a little chart of even throughout the day what date, what times they're most active. And I'll kind of use that as our starting point to help us determine like what those days and times are going to be. So then we say, okay, Mondays and Wednesdays, we're going to post on Mondays around 9am. We're going to post around noon on Wednesdays. Great. 
So now we have a little bit of a framework to work with, right? The next step is determining content categories. So not every single post should be buy my stuff, buy my stuff. Here's why I'm so great. Come and, come and eat in our restaurant or buy our product or visit our website, right? Like people want to see some user-generated content too, like other customers that are experiencing your product or service. They want to see reviews. They may also want some educational content from you as well, depending on what industry you're in. You really have to position yourself as the expert. So maybe we say Mondays are going to be all educational posts, whether... It's a video format, image, linking to a blog on our website. It's just going to be something educational, talking about our product or service or something that's adjacent to it. And then maybe on Wednesdays, we say, all right, we're going to alternate between a sales post and a review <laughs> because we want to incorporate some of what our current customers are experiencing and share that. Because the reality is people don't buy from us as businesses right? They buy from other people who quote unquote look like them. And I don't mean someone's looking for another Latino female who's in her early thirties, right? Who looks exactly like me. I am talking about, you know, someone else who's a mom, you know, we think about influencer marketing and the power of that, like the people that those people are following, you know, look like them. They can relate to them. They have something in common with them. And so we have to kind of play on that when we're choosing our reviews too. And so, so then we would kind of break that up over the course of the month. All right, I need four to get through just one month. I just need four educational posts. I need two reviews and two sales posts. And that immediately just kind of takes some of that pressure off, right? Like just saying, all right, four educational posts. I can do that. We got four blogs or I can do that. We can talk about how our product is made or give a little bit of behind the scenes on how we package up our product and ship it out to our customers. Or maybe we can talk about some of the benefits of our product or service and why our target audience would could really benefit and this could really change their life or make it better or solve a problem that they have. And so I think using that approach of the content categories, setting that goal of how many times we're going to post a day and kind of plug in and play in from there is really great. And if you're able to plan out in advance too, that's so helpful. There are so many scheduling tools and resources if you're on multiple platforms like HubSpot and Sprout Social and Hootsuite and gosh, there's like umpteen million of them. Don't ask me which one I think is the best because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. And now the, the platforms have their own now too. So it's like, I you know, know. You I'm like, okay, but really, if you're just on Facebook and Instagram, you can just use Meta Business Suite and you can schedule on, on both those platforms there. And so, so that's an option too. And so I love to encourage people to work in advance too. Take it, take an hour out of the day set up those content categories. And then if you have someone else on your team, tell them to go and write the content. You tell them what day, what time it needs to be posted. Here's the categories, run with it. Send it to me when it's ready for review and then provide your feedback and then allow them to have ownership of that and schedule it. It will make a world of a difference when it comes to just dipping your toes and building out your first social media strategies. Because then from there, you can scale, right? Okay, hey, we got our eight posts in, right? We did two posts a week for month one. So now we want to scale up and add another post. Maybe we want to start posting on Fridays now too. 
what's that other category going to be? And how do we make that work for our team? How is there, do we need to go out and find photos that our customers have been posting? Or do we need to have a product photo shoot, (laughs) hire a professional photographer? Uh, What do we need to do in order to make that happen? It's very easy to scale from that baseline. Yeah. And I think a lot of people get caught up in, you know, making things perfect. And it's like, you know, nowadays people, users don't really expect your stuff to be perfect. Right. They kind of like the the rugged behind the scenes, really feeling like it's not super polished. You know, that's what a lot of these platforms are looking for now. I mean, so that's another point that, you know, the listeners just need to know, like you all don't have to have it perfect. Just put it out there and then iterate. Like Hannah is saying, like just iterate what you're doing, build on that, and then you'll start getting in that habit, right? You'll start developing that strategy and it just becomes second nature. You start doing behind the scenes. You start doing the educational content because you got your pillars. Start doing all these different things. And next thing you know, just on there, it's like, just like anything else in business, right? You just know that, hey, at this time, at this moment, I'm going to have this. I got my teammate doing it. So I think that's a great, great way. Thanks for building that out for us, Hannah. That's an awesome way to do it. So we also know that there's always trends, right? There's all these trends popping up. So as business owners, how do we know which trends to actually follow? Yes, that's a great question. I think it really all comes back to not saying we always tell our clients, we're like, we don't need to just be throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks, okay? We need to actually study the trend. Who is the trend for? Who is it speaking to? What types of people are following the trend? Are other businesses like ours jumping on the bandwagon? Is it working for them? We don't need to, you know, when TikTok came around, one of our clients is a bankruptcy attorney. And he was like, we need to get on TikTok. And I was like, we do not need to get on TikTok. (laughs) He was just like, he saw it. He was like, it's blowing up all these people. And I was like, but your target audience is this. Here is who TikTok is for. Like, we don't need to be on there. So again, coming back to that avatar and using that to study if you need to be jumping on the trend or not. But I will say that one trend that has just continuously grown overall is just more short form video. And video that is like full screen experience too when someone is viewing it on their iPhone. And that does not mean it's just on TikTok, okay? You can create a full screen experience whether you are running an ad or posting content on Facebook or on Instagram or heck, even LinkedIn too. That is a trend that we should all be jumping on regardless of what platform that we're on. But when it comes to jumping on the bandwagon, really study who that is attracting, what other types of businesses are utilizing that trend, and how can you best integrate that? Now, one trend that I feel like a lot of marketers are talking about right now is the use of AI and how that is implemented or not implemented, but how we can utilize AI (laughs) in marketing and what that means for us as marketers. Everyone's talking about chat GPT. It's like, should I create an account? Should I utilize that to write my blogs or to write my social media posts? And my answer to that is no, it should not be the sole provider or writer of your content. You still have to have a voice, you still have to have tone, and you still want the content to feel like it's you. But what chat GPT can be really great for is 
hey, I'm really struggling to like think of new educational content or think of new frequently asked questions. For example, one of my clients is a heating and cooling company and they have 60 some locations across the Gulf Coast, okay? Y'all, I have written just about everything that I think I can about HVAC, all right? What types, the different types of filters, how often you should change your filter, the benefits of a smart thermostat, like you name it, I've written about it, okay? So ChatGPT for me has been like, what are some other frequently asked questions about HVAC? Or how do I know when to replace my system? Or when should I call a plumber? Or because they also offer plumbing and electrical services as well. So just even getting ideas for those types of prompts and then being like, oh, okay, that checklist, I can take that, implement that into my copy, but still beef it up at the top and the bottom where I'm adding a specific call to action. The audience still knows that it's me and I'm creating a graphic that's still eye-catching and speaks to my target audience as well. So when it comes to AI and that trend in the marketing world these days, just make sure you're using it wisely, right? That's We don't want to lose our voice. We don't want fully AI created content. Still have there's still benefits of copywriters and those people on your team who are really talented writers. I don't think ChatGPT or Bart or any of these others <laughs> that are rolling out are going to be replacing that. Yeah, that human component, the emotion, the touch, the wittiness, all that stuff can't be replicated, at least right now anyway, by AI. So that's a great point, Hannah. How do you keep up with all this stuff? How do you keep up with all the trends that's going on? Are there certain websites, certain resources that you leverage? Yeah. So one of my favorite emails that I'm subscribed to, I try to keep my subscriptions low because it can get really overwhelming sometimes. It gets crazy. (laughs) It's really crazy. Wake up with 500 emails and it's only five o'clock in the morning, right? Yes, exactly. But the marketing brew is one that I have consistently stayed subscribed to. My husband actually got me turned on to this because he follows the morning brew, which is all about the stock markets and financial world. And then I figured out that they have the marketing brew. And it's all about just different trends in the marketing industry, how Google lost a whole bunch of money yesterday and all that fun stuff, uh, marketing adjacent topics as well. Uh, And so I really enjoy that newsletter and really read it to the full extent whenever I get that in my inbox. But I also subscribe to the platforms. If they have updates that they're sending to their users, I want to make sure that I'm on them. So Facebook business or excuse me, meta business has a subscription as well. So you can get alerts of any webinars or educational content that they're putting out. I feel like I get an alert like once a month too with some different blog posts that they've published. And typically within those blog posts, they're telling you about any changes that could be coming to the platform. I feel like they're usually not super clear on when those changes are coming to the platform, but they're just giving you a little bit of a heads up. Hey, we're going to be removing some of these detailed targeting features, or hey, we're going to be adding this additional placement within the platform that you might be interested in. And I feel like that's those are my best ways of keeping up and staying up to date without being way too overwhelmed. A lot of people in my field too, like to be a part of certain Facebook groups or LinkedIn groups as well, where updates are just rapidly being shared there or different ideas. And those can be helpful sometimes. There are a few that I'm still a part of, but I really try and stick to those updates directly from Meta and from the Marketing Brew. That's a good point because a lot of the stuff you hear in these groups and stuff is like speculation or just sounds good as banter. So 
Now, that's a great point for sure. So when it comes to like the marketing piece, like what about lead generation? You know, it's kind of like two separate things. Like, you know, you got the passive posting. What about if someone's like, all right, that's not working for me. You know, I've been posting. I've done my my two posts a week. I've moved up to three. I'm just not getting that traction. What can they do? Yeah, I absolutely love lead generation. That's really my specialty, (laughs) especially when it comes to helping people build their email lists or just finding new customers to build relationship with too. And what we utilize a lot for our customers that this applies to, if their target audience is on Facebook or Instagram, we're immediately implementing lead generation campaigns. So this is an objective that you can select within Facebook or I'm like Facebook meta, same thing. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Within meta ads manager, you can select this objective and you can actually build out a form that's native to Facebook where you can collect users, first name, last name, email address, their address, their phone number, their zip code. Like we can ask them a whole bunch of questions that they willingly opt in and give us their information. Okay. We're not like, you know, cheating some system and stealing it. But with my HVAC client, for example, When it gets hot on the Gulf Coast, it's hot, y'all. And you do not want your AC unit going out on you. And their hottest offer during the summer is the $69 tune-up. Have our technician come out to your house. They will ensure that your system is running properly. They'll clean the coils. They'll get it ready. Really, we run this in the spring to prepare for summer (laughs) before your system's really putting in the work. But that is one of their top offers. And so we run that ad on Facebook and on Instagram to their target audience. And when somebody clicks on the button on the ad, instead of taking them away from Facebook or away from Instagram, away from the platform, we're actually keeping them on the platform and utilizing the Facebook lead form. And there we're gathering the data, the name, the phone number, the email address, and their zip code in order to qualify them as a lead. From there, then that information is taken directly into their CRM, which is Service Titan, which is a subproduct of Salesforce. But you can utilize a really amazing tool called Zapier, which is an automation tool that essentially allows you to connect Facebook to your Facebook lead information to MailChimp or allows you to connect it to a spreadsheet or allows it to connect to whatever CRM your company is using. And The benefit of this is we're gathering that information. It's automatically going into our system. And then on their end, their sales team and their customer service representatives can then follow up with that lead and work with them to schedule an appointment directly. We're not having to, you know, send a bunch of Facebook DMs back and forth to gather their information and then collect that at the end of every day and then manually emailing that over to their team. Or we're not having to even have the lead form get filled out and then manually downloading at the end of every day and hoping there's not duplicates the next day, right? All of this is seamlessly automated so that the company can find new leads, get people scheduled, and ultimately turn these followers and these people that are engaging with their content on social media into actual paying customers. Because I hear what you're saying. Like, it's great. We're posting this content. Sometimes we hear crickets. Sometimes some things take off. It doesn't make any sense. At the end of the day, organic content on our post, on our feed, 
is still really important. We want to show that we're still relevant, that we're still engaging. But those paid lead generation ads are critical when it comes to actually converting someone into a paying customer. And at Ugly Mug Marketing, we really focus on what we call the natural progression. So how do we, the natural progression is this. It starts with taking someone from a stranger, turning them into a friend, then turning them into a customer, and then into an evangelist right? So the organic content is the component of the strategy where we're trying to get those people to go from stranger into friend, right? We want them to engage with us. We want them to maybe like or follow our page. But then once they've done that and we've established ourselves as the expert or someone that they can trust or a friend that can relate to them, then we want to take them to that next step of becoming a customer. And that's where the lead generation form comes into play. Now, that customer do evangelist, that has everything to do with the experience that that customer has with your, in this example, HVAC technician. Were they on time? Were they friendly? Did they explain things well? You know, did they clean up after they installed this new furnace in your basement or, you know, whatever it may be? Were they friendly? You know, all those things. Like, was the experience good? And it can even be as small of a thing as, oh my gosh, I filled out that lead form like three hours ago and somebody already called and we scheduled an appointment and they're coming tomorrow. Like that can create such a remarkable experience for someone that they're going to be an evangelist for your business. Meaning that they're going to tell their neighbor and their aunt and their uncle and their grandma and their mom, oh my gosh, you've got to use, you know, Tim's Southern Air Heating and Cooling (laughs) for your HVAC needs, mom. Like they were so amazing. You need to have them come do a tune-up. Like we want to create evangelists, those people that are going to rant and rave unsolicited. (laughs) They're going to rant and rave. (laughs) They're going to rant and rave about our product or service. They're going to tell their mother and everybody at the church about why we're so great, right? We want to create those kinds of experiences for people. And so that's where, you know, marketing kind of takes a step outside of the social media, like outside of social media, we can't do that. That has everything to do with your staff and, and training there, but that's still a part of the experience. And a lot of people forget about that. I'm like, I can drive business all day. You know, I can send you all these leads, but if you don't follow up with them quickly and y'all aren't friendly and you don't do what you say you're going to do when you're going to do it, the lead's worthless. Yeah, they're not going to come back. The lifetime value of that- Might be a one and done if that- Yes, the lifetime value of that customer like just completely bombed. But if they had a great experience, they're probably going to schedule another tune-up in the fall. They're probably going to call you when their system runs out (laughs) and is completely broken and they need a new system. And those are all things that we can track because we're sending that lead directly from Facebook into the CRM. The same exact steps and the same exact tools can be used if we're trying to grow our email list. Now, email marketing is not dead. (laughs) People still like to receive emails. We just have to figure out what is valuable to them, right? And so they don't want just like umpteen million coupons in their inbox like Bed Bath & Beyond used to send to me, which might be why they're in the situation that they're in, but we won't go there. But like maybe they don't don't want that. They want some educational content too. One of our clients is a boutique and more than just selling female clothing, Brandy, the owner, is very gifted at helping people style clothes that are going to draw attention to their best features, right? And that are going to be very flattering to their figure. 
no matter what type of figure that they have. And she's so gifted at that and curating special outfits for any occasion. And so for Brandy's newsletters, we're not like, hey, we're having a 50% off blowout sale. You know, summer's right around the corner. Come get your spring break outfits or come get your, you know, summer beach trip outfits, right? It's not just that. It's also, hey, if you're someone who has a figure that's more this shape, here are some different trends that can help you find the best outfits or find the best fitted dress, or here's what kind of shaped sweater you should be looking for, or different information like that, that helps position Brandy as an expert in women's clothing, but also really speaks to her audience and something that they might be struggling with too. And it's not just like, hey, buy the sweater, but you know what we can do? We can highlight a sweater and we can still link to it and people can go buy it if they want to. But the focus of it is to be educational. And so for Brandy, we utilize the same lead generation strategy for her, but we're dumping her people into MailChimp and we're looking at open rates and we're seeing what the click-through rate is too when we are having sales or when there are additional links to services, excuse me, not to services, to specific products too. And so there's different ways that you can go about it. It's not lead generation ads on Facebook are not just for one particular industry. Those are two very HVAC <laughs> and women's boutique, totally different. Okay. So if it can work in those two different industries, I'm sure whatever you're selling or whatever you've got going on in your business, lead generation can work for you too. Absolutely. That's a great point that, you know, all these things are, you know, they're agnostic to your industry, right? You can apply them to whatever you're doing. So thank you for that. So we're going to shift gears here. We're going to wind down a little bit, Hannah, with our three questions that I ask every guest in our by design segment. You ready? Yeah, let's go. All right. The first question is, what has been the hardest part about designing a life and business you don't need a vacation from? So although I am not the founder of Ugly Mug Marketing, I've been with the company for nearly six of its 14 years that it's been in business. So a pretty good chunk of time. And I think that the hardest part about, you know, designing the life and just being a part of this entrepreneurship journey with Wayne, our, our founder, is learning when it's okay to let go. I think when I first started my career and first started at this business, it was a little intimidating because I took over the social media division and I took it over from Wayne, who was the owner of the company. And so all of these clients that were used to working with the owner to now working with this random girl who we don't know. And is she really an expert? And what's her deal? And why is she here? Right? I took everything so personally. And I think it's truly because I cared so deeply. I wanted them to like me and to trust me and have as good of a relationship with me as they did with Wayne. But the amount of stress that I would put on myself, you know, if somebody emailed me on like a Saturday, like just like incessantly looking at my email and being like, oh my gosh, I think they're so mad at me and they hate me and they're going to fire us on Monday when I respond to this email, right? Like just getting so worked up and so stressed and thinking that they were mad when in reality on Monday, if I just picked up the phone and called them, they weren't mad at all. They were like, we just wanted to swap out the image on this post, or we just want to change this language, or we have a new email and we just need to update that on our Facebook page. You know, it would always just be something so minor. So that's definitely been the hardest part. But at the end of the day, I've found that I really love my job. 
when I wake up every morning, I'm excited to serve the people and the clients that we work with. Um, I'm excited to serve their customers <laughs> in the capacity that we're kind of involved in that too, especially when it comes to the lead generation process. But that has definitely been the hardest part. Like, when do I let go? When do I like not read into the email? When do I just let it be and address it on Monday? You know, I think that's when you care a lot. I think that can be a really hard thing for people. Yeah, absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree, especially if you're on the service side of entrepreneurship, you know, you're in it because you care. So I can relate to that for sure. The second question is, what is the best lesson you've learned along your entrepreneurial journey? Yes, I would say one thing that Wayne has taught me is it is okay to make mistakes. <laughs> in my previous role, and I think just in my nature too, in my personality, like being a perfectionist is something that I just like am constantly striving for, but I need to be humbled sometimes, right? And it's okay to make mistakes. And I've learned the most from the mistakes I've made. I've learned the most from the challenging clients that I've had, way more than I've learned from the easy clients that we've had along the way, right? And so I just really feel like whenever a mistake is made too with my team members, so the coordinators that are reporting to me, I'm not mad at them, right? Like we're, we're all going to make mistakes, but I want to address it. And I just had this with one of my team members this morning. I said, hey, I noticed something was up with the targeting on some of your campaigns. Like, I really want to talk through this with you. I want to correct it. And we need to make sure it doesn't happen again. And so we jumped on a call. We walked through what the mistake was, why it was a big deal, how to fix the mistake. And then rather than you know, micromanaging and me going in and fixing it all for them, right? I'm like, here's how you do it. Now I want you to go and do it because that's going to be a better learning experience overall. And I bet you you're not going to make that mistake again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the approach that Wayne took with me. And I think that that has been crucial in my journey over the last, you know, almost six years with Ugly Mug Marketing. Absolutely. Yeah. Mistakes are, are just a part of it. So we learn from our failures and tie it into our later successes. So for sure. Last question. What are three tools or tips that you would recommend when scaling a business? Ooh, that's a great question. I would say, you know, if you are an entrepreneur and you're like, hey, I'm really good at the ideas side of things, but I'm not good at the financial side of things, or maybe vice versa. Hiring some sort of coach and then making that investment, someone to walk alongside you in those areas that maybe you aren't so strong in, I think that is crucial when you are scaling your business. So for us as a marketing agency, people come to us because they're like, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know how to use Instagram. I don't know how to use Facebook. I have no idea what's going on on TikTok or Pinterest. You know, why would I need to be on Pinterest? You know, find people to walk alongside you. Make that investment in your business. Do not try to do it all on your own, but pay attention to that return on that investment too, right? At the end of the day, my goal with my clients is never to just take their money. I want to make sure that we're seeing positive returns on this after a certain period of time. It's going to take us, it may take us a few months to get to that point, right? But if we're not getting there by the end of three months, six months, seven months, eight months, Maybe this isn't the right fit or how do we need to pivot in order to get there? So make that investment in someone to be, walk alongside you, whether that's marketing agency, a business coach, a creative director, you know, whatever you need in your business to keep it moving forward. 
I would say take the time to learn your customer avatar as well, because that's not only going to help you in your marketing efforts, it's going to help you in every aspect of your business. So whether that's with your sales team, <laughs> if you have a sales team, or if that helps you determine what type of packaging you need to put your product in. I mean, like you have to know who you're speaking to and who you are selling to in order to in order to really have a lasting impact <laughs> and to take that business to the next level. You just got to know who those people are. And sometimes for the first year, you just winging it, right? Like you're like, I don't know who these people are, but get in there and study that data. I promise you there will be some level or semblance of a trend or one or two avatars that you'll be able to glean from looking at who you're selling to, whether you're simply just studying it geographic, gender, age range, what products they've been most interested in, that's going to tell you a lot. So build out that customer avatar, dig into that, look at your data. And then I would say my third piece of advice or tips or tools would honestly be to automate as much as possible. So for small businesses, Zapier is a phenomenal tool that is very affordable. And so it can help take some of that busy work out of the day-to-day -day operations or day-to-day -day social media challenges that you might be facing. Again, taking those leads, you know, if you're running lead generation campaigns, taking those, dumping them into your CRM, setting up automations for leads going directly into a Google spreadsheet or automating emails to go out, creating those customer journeys within MailChimp for you. I mean, there's umpteen million different things that Zapier can do. And there's umpteen million apps and websites and things that it can connect to. So dive into how you can automate and take some of that weight off your plate. Because especially when you're first getting started too in your entrepreneurship journey, it's a lot. And it can feel real lonely, real quick, real overwhelming, real stressful. Wayne, our owner at Ugly Mug, would be the first one to tell you that. And so as much as you can automate, I would highly recommend that. And you can start with tools like Zapier. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Hannah. It's been an honor. You've given so much value when it comes to marketing, especially on the social media side. So how can people connect with you? Yes, you can find me on LinkedIn, Hannah Acosta. You can also connect with me at our Ugly Mug marketing channels. You can find us on all the platforms just at Ugly Mug Marketing. And you can shoot us a DM there or you can visit our website and fill out our contact form at UglyMugMarketing.com. All right. Thank you so much. It's been an honor and a pleasure. And I look forward to speaking with you soon. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. See you soon. Design Your Life and Business, the podcast for leaders, is brought to you by Bright Mind Consulting Group. To find out more about Bright Mind Consulting Group and how you can become the best leader possible, visit brightmindconsultinggroup.com. Make sure you search for Design Your Life and Business on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Bright Mind Consulting Group, we cannot thank you enough for listening.